not only is it benefiting, you know, the family and your loved ones, but it can actually rediscover that you're a woman first before a mom. And you can learn new skills and develop new hobbies and, and really like grow into yourself. Hey, I'm Deanna Seymour, a mom, a business owner, and a lady trying to love her body just the way it is. Here's the thing. We all know you've got to make mistakes to learn, but sometimes it can feel like you're the only one getting it wrong. Am I right? I'm on a mission to change that, because guess what? Nobody's perfect. So let's laugh, learn, and celebrate our mistakes at the Imperfect Party. All right, before we start today's episode, I wanted to let you know that I'm about to launch something amazing. I've been working behind the scenes for a long time, thoughting and plotting. <laughs> Floribama Shore fans, anyone? Anyone? No? Anyways, what I mean is that I've been working insanely hard to plan out some amazing content, and I'm finally ready to officially launch my membership. What? What? It's going to be so freaking awesome. The community I'm setting out to build is going to be amazing. I can't wait to tell you all the deets, but that's not what this episode's about today. But if you want to be the first to know when it opens up, which by the way is happening very, very soon, head to deannaseymour.com backslash founding member so I can keep you in the loop. I didn't think I'd be the type of mom that struggled to maintain a sense of self after having kids. I mean, I thought I was like so cool before kids that there was no possible way that I could lose sight of all my coolness. Like at least some of it would stay so that I would at least be a little bit of a cool mom. But as it turns out, no one, not even me, is immune from it. Immune to it? Immune from it. <laughs> You know what I mean? It did indeed happen to me, and now it feels like some days I don't have any time for myself at all. Ani Michalski is here today to help us moms in particular up our self-care game. She's a self-care coach for busy moms who desperately need a break but refuse to take one. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> She's a mom of six. Six. You heard that right. She is an expert in the field of momming. She coaches fellow moms to hang up their superwomen capes and break through the limiting beliefs that are keeping them from fully embracing motherhood. It took her 10 years to discover how loving yourself changes everything, and now nothing can stop her from showing other moms the power of self-care. <laughs> Plus, she's really fun. All right, let's do it. Hey, Ani, how's it going? Hey, Deanna. It's going great. I'm so happy to be here and honored. Yeah. And it's your first podcast. Can I say that? Was I supposed to say that or not? Yes, that is true. It is. Yeah. Well, I just want to point it out because you're taking, well, I don't even know. Maybe you're taking perfect action. Maybe it's not going to be imperfect action. Maybe it's going to be perfect, but you're doing it a little scared. True or false? Yes. Yes. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just proud that you're on here. I was telling you earlier that I just went on a podcast earlier this year, my first one, and it's a little scary, but it's going to be fun. So got to do the first step. Yes. And then after this, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, why was I nervous? I'm going to go on every podcast I can get on. That's how <laughs> right? I feel. <laughs> <laughs> so we met in Amy Porterfield's Digital Course Academy. How's it going for you? Do you love it? Yeah, well, it's all done. And I felt like I kept up. I 
I really had no idea what I was going to get myself into, but now that it is all done and I'm just taking action, you know, I put in some stakes and I'm just pushing forward with it. I love it. I love it. I said, how's it going? Because I'm not done, even though the course is, I should be like, I know she says you don't have to be done, but right. She says you're never behind. <laughs> yes. Timeline wise, I'm definitely behind, but Part of that course was the reason I started the podcast. So I guess yeah, it was just a little progress. Yeah, a little side route and I'll get back to the path. But um, yeah, that's awesome. I just wanted to have you on because I love your energy. I love your messaging. And you are here to talk about self-care today. Yes. Yep. I'm, I'm a self-care coach. Self-care coach. All the things self-care. So when I think of self-care, the only things that... <laughs> Like literally the only things that pop in my mind usually are like manicures or a face mask. And I don't particularly enjoy either one of those. Like I'm not opposed to either <laughs> one of those. So I'm always like, yeah, yeah, self-care, what, what ofs. So I know that's not the only thing. So I need you to help me like dig in and know what's up. Deanna, you are definitely not alone. That seems to be when when I say I'm a self-care coach, people immediately think of like manicures, massages, face masks, right? Like our typical things, like our luxuries. Mm -hmm. And this couldn't be further than the truth. I mean, self-care can be that, but it's so much more than that. And I like to define self-care as the activities we do to fill our bucket. And as moms, like we're natural people pleasers. We're always working to give our families all of us. And we give and give and give, and we end up feeling depleted and basically running straight towards burnout. And so self-care, it fills our bucket so that we have more to give, like to fill the bucket to overflowing so that we have plenty to give to our families. So it can definitely include a lot more than the manicures and massages. First of all, I don't even like massages. I'm way too ticklish. So I can't even get a massage. <laughs> and pedicures, forget it. Forget the pedicures. Oh, I, I bet. Oh my gosh. Even I like struggle with that part when they do that thing on the bottom of your foot. I don't know how people can just like sit there and read a magazine. I'm like putting the off, oh, like cracking God. up about it. Yeah. It's so am I. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I think it's interesting that you just called it a luxury. Like people think of it as like a luxury. And so I think that for me, like when you said that word luxury, I was like, oh my gosh, that's why I put it off because it, it seems like it's something that I shouldn't have to do. So a luxury would be something I don't really need. So that's kind of helps me put it off. Does that make sense? It, it does. Yep. And I think a lot of people think of it as luxuries. And so they it's easy to put off because it seems like something that's non-essential, non not really important. It's an extra thing that we need to do. Which also sounds like hard work. You're like, oh my God, another thing? Like for me, forget it. I'm not going to do any, I'm not going to do it. It's too much. Right. Especially as moms, we have so much, so much other things to do that take priority that, you know, when we turn that focus to ourselves, it's not something that we feel is very important to do. Yeah. I'm assuming part of your course is teaching people how to overcome that mindset block, I guess. Yes. Um, One of the biggest things that people, you know, why moms don't do self-care is because of the time factor. And so that's exactly what my course is about. It's creating that time for self-care. Because if we can create that time, if we can 
figure out a way to organize our time to be able to focus on ourselves, we feel less guilty about doing it. Yeah, like if it's already if it's already rationed out. Mm-hmm. It's not something we a- have to fit in. It's something that we make a priority. Yeah. And sometimes you have to think, oh, I need to cut this out. So I should, then I have to add this. And then it feels like you're choosing you over something else. And I think you, like you said, moms struggle with that. I know I struggle with that. Yes. That was a big thing. See, I have six kids and there was a long time where I felt like the world was going to fall apart, that it was completely selfish for me to focus on myself. And so I really had to get through some mind blocks and these are the kinds of things that my course addresses. Are these- Six kids. My eyeballs are <laughs> my eyeballs are ginormous <laughs> over here. I'm like, oh my gosh, two is too many. Just right. <laughs> well, how old are your kids? So they range from 20 to all the way down to six. And so okay. my 20-year-old's out of the house after she went to college. And but it took about 10 years before. So when she was about 10, that was when I really started making myself a priority and realizing that self-care wasn't selfish and that it was completely something that I had to do in order to give my best to my family. Yeah. If you frame it like that too, then you're like, oh, I mean, not that it's good to, like, you should be able to have it without feeling like you're doing it for someone else. But since a lot of moms struggle with that, it's sort of nice to be like, you're doing this to make you a better mom for the people you care about. Exactly. Yep, exactly. But we should be able to just do it because we want to do it. <laughs> and, and you know what? It does become like a what positive reinforcement. Like when you start doing it and you realize that not only is it benefiting, you know, the family and your loved ones, but it, you can actually rediscover things that you like that you're a woman first before a mom. And you can learn new skills and develop new hobbies and, and you really like grow into yourself. Right. Because as moms, we we tend to stop developing as a person and because we're so busy with our kids and, you know, in that season of life. Mm -hmm. So self-care really opens up those doors and allows us to fully step into ourselves, really. Uh, You're so right. Yesterday I had to I did a little Instagram takeover for the Richmond Moms Collective, a blog I write for sometimes. And if. Emmy, my friend is listening, who runs it. She's like, you do not write for us ever. (laughs) Like I never turn (laughs) anything in. (laughs) But I did do a Instagram takeover yesterday. And I was supposed to say like five of my favorite things for Christmas, like people could buy or whatever, just things I love. And I was like, I had nothing. Like I even posted about it to be like, what friends, what do I like? Like, who am I? (laughs) I've lost all sense of who I am. I could not think. Of, I really was like struggling. I was like five things, Deanna, seriously, you can't think of five things. Right. And it was right. Pathetic. We get lost in our mom hat. <laughs> and I didn't think I would be that mom. You know, before you're a mom, you think you know exactly what kind of mom Ooh. you're going to be. So it's so embarrassing when, <laughs> when I think back to like what oh, I thought. <laughs> so how, okay, so what kind of things do people do? Like what, so give us some examples. Like what could be self-care if it's not a manicure or face mask? Okay, so I work. My program does um, focuses on the five pillars of self-care, the physical, emotional, spiritual, social, and intellectual pillars. And so I really go off that analogy of the bucket and choosing things, being intentional, first of all, right? Like really 
not just fitting self-care in, but being more intentional about making sure you're including self-care in each day and developing those rhythms so that it becomes easier for us to do. And so say for physical, these are the things that we often think about when we think of self-care, right? There's manicures, pedicures, but it's also just the simple of like getting, getting showers, like your hygiene, get making sure that you move your body, Mm -hmm. doing exercise, taking vitamins. These are your physical things. And these are usually where we can focus first when you're trying to practice self-care or implement self-care practices into your day. The physical things are usually the simplest things to be able to include. And then you've got your emotional bucket. And these are things that are, you know, it's kind of a slash mental health, emotional health, you know, and maybe that is like just making a dreams list, different, your personal goals of of where you want to be in 10 years. And moving towards that. So I, a few years ago, I started a bucket, like a bucket list of those things that I want to accomplish as a, as a woman, not necessarily with my family, you know, positive affirmations. That's a huge thing that, that is very simple to do and start and start, you know, a list of affirmations that you can say to yourself. Now the spiritual bucket that includes things like meditation or sitting in nature. Mm-hmm. Your social bucket is things, of course, that are social, such as calling or texting a friend, um, maybe engaging in a Facebook group. If you're on Facebook, there's so many different groups. And one thing that I like to suggest for moms who are trying to do self-care is right, get into some Facebook groups that are just for you, that are of interest groups, right? Whether that is like paddle boarding or a book club or something that's not just like a mom group, but really engaging in it, not just like simply reading the post, but interacting with different members. And that might even be reaching out to them in a private message like, hey, I've seen, you know, I see that we have this in common, but engaging in the conversations and not just, what's it called? Like not just watching posts go by. Yeah, yeah. Engaging. I was like stalking. I was like, wait, is it stalking? <laughs> I was going to say stalking. <laughs> that sounds kind of scary. <laughs> I'm just creeping. You're just creeping. You're lurking. Lurking. I think lurking is the that word we're both thinking. the word. Lurking. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it's a step below stalking. So you're right. just kind of lurking. But if you lurk too much, you'll turn into a stalker. <laughs> yes, exactly. So yeah, instead of just lurking in those Facebook groups, actually jumping in there and engaging. And then finally, like the intellectual bucket. And that includes like challenging yourself, doing maybe doing puzzles or learning a new skill. There's so many different ways now, especially right. I'm in the digital course world right now. Mm -hmm. And there's lots of different courses where you can learn a new skill and challenge that and and fill your intellectual bucket. So those are just some ideas. I do have actually a whole list of ideas that are for specifically for moms that the list takes less of every activity. There's 20, there's more than 50 activities on the list and they are um, activities that take less than 20 minutes to do. They're free or close to it. And most of the activities you can do at home. So for those of you with kids, those listeners that have kids, you don't have to go anywhere to do most of these activities on the list. And I think I did provide you that list. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll put it in the show notes that, I mean, that sounds awesome. I just, yeah, I think 
by the time you think to do something, you're like, uh, what am I going to do? Like I said, anything that takes away it feeling like another thing to do, I think is a key in making this happen. And like you said, I think the idea of getting into a routine, so it's just part of, part of the thing makes it feel less like a, like a chore or an extra thing to do. Right. And like, it's not that luxury, right? And just like we would treat a doctor's appointment and putting it on your calendar and just blocking out that time, like whether it be 15 minutes date with self on your calendar so that Mm -hmm. you make you be more intentional about it. And then by being intentional and making that plan for it to happen, it increases your chances of actually making it happen. Yeah, I think I think about when before I had kids and I just would do so many fun things. Like I would make some vegan cupcakes because I was like, oh, my friends are vegan. I'm going to make delicious <laughs> vegan cupcakes. Like, oh, I bought a little popsicle maker at Williams-Sonoma. Like, let me go crazy making all these different popsicles. And now I'm like, and also those are things kids would enjoy, but right. I'm too tired. <laughs> right. Like, we have one I'm of those not. popsicle makers too that, that caught <laughs> I, That was way too expensive, to be right. honest, for how much I used <laughs> I agree. It's in the bottom of our freezer. And then it said you couldn't, I wanted to make mimosa popsicles because it's, of course, I mean, not that I don't drink them now, but I'm like before kids, the alcohol consumption was higher than it is now. But um, I was ready to make mimosa popsicles. I feel like I opened it and like got it ready. And I was like, you can't put carbonated stuff in here. Like how am I supposed to put my champagne? You know what? But I think Bailey's would do really well. (laughs) Right. That thing is somewhere. Like, I think it survived the move. We just moved last year, like a year ago. I'm going to keep my eyes peeled for that. Yeah, I think I might Although my husband probably got rid of it if he he was able to sneak it out. He probably got rid of it. (laughs) I think you've given me some ideas. I think Chris. I know. Oh, my God. That's my self-care. Bring right? back popsicles. Bring back <laughs> figure out, and that's my intellectual goal. How can go. I get alcohol in the popsicles? Right, Boom. putting pops, putting pops right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Yes. So, all right. So, what about? I know we're saying we'll make popsicles, but to be honest, when I find time, usually the only thing I want to do is nothing. And if you've listened to the show already, you do know that I have a guilty pleasure of the Real Housewives of. Anywhere they want me to be, <laughs> wherever in America they are, or or abroad, if they Andy Cohen, if you're listening, to, take them abroad. That's fine. Real Housewives of any sort, I will watch. But then I almost feel kind of guilty because I don't think that's really. Does that count as self care? So there is a value, like there is value in silence and like sitting in nature and meditating and inner reflection, definitely. Mm-hmm. But the question is, is does that fill you up, right? Does, do you get pleasure and do you, does it satisfy you in a way that's going to, you know, make you more patient, more caring, more genuine, all of those things that you need to be as a mom and as a person, does doing nothing fill you up? I guess that would be the question, whether that <laughs> constitutes or whether that can be defined as your self-care, because it's different for everyone. Yeah. Okay. So that would be, you just got to test it with the bucket test. Is it filling yeah. you up? Like, is there it you go. adding to you? Yeah, that makes sense. I think that sometimes it's, I guess I'm taking the bucket analogy too far, but if there was like an annoyed cranky bucket, I think watching housewives can sort of empty, <laughs> empty that bucket a little, but I don't right. know that it's like really filling any buckets, if that makes sense. Right. But I do enjoy yeah. it, but maybe every once in a while, maybe not, maybe not all the all the franchises, maybe just pick go. my fave. Everything in moderation, even moderation, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Yes, yes, yes. This is really cool. I mean, this is awesome. Do, do people find that they want to do it more in the morning, in the evening, or everybody's different? Or how to, like, I've heard about morning routines. Is that yes. part of So I love my morning routine. And that is when I do most of my self care. I wake up before the kids get up. Um, I find, you know, I never, I guess there was a time where I wasn't a morning person. But I found that when I woke up early, I actually wanted to wake up even earlier to extend that time that I had. Morning is definitely an untapped, like an untapped time that, that us moms can, can use in order to, to make time for self-care, right? Because once your day happens, you once, once your day gets started, it's really hard to make it happen. So waking up early, and even if that is like 15 minutes earlier, it really does provide that place to be able to get yourself physically and mentally prepared for the day. So there's lots of value in having that morning routine before the kids wake up. What time do your kids wake up? So I wake my kids up. I actually, so I sent my kids back to school, my, my littler too, because remote mm-hmm. learning just was not happening. It was not working for us. Yeah. Even though yeah. I homeschooled for actually like, I think eight years we homeschooled. Oh, well. At this point, the homeschool, like remote learning was so different than homeschooling because I had to do yeah. it on their schedule. And so yeah. the Zoom calls weren't working. It was just I know. Like I know. They're just acting like little kindergartners can be like businessmen yes. in a meeting. Oh. And I'm like, from the teacher's point of view, I'm like, sweetie, you have to unmute if you're talking to me. Okay. Okay. Who's, who's saying that? Who's talking? <laughs> and I'm like, who's me? Can you say your name? And I have to keep being like, sweetie, honey. Cause really I'm like, OMG, what's happening? Like, yeah, it just wasn't in my patient's pocket for sure. So I wake them up at 6.20 is, you know, my littler ones. And I actually wake up about quarter to five. And it wasn't always like that. And I say, like, if you're going to try to wake up earlier, don't go for a whole hour to wake up before your kids. Start small. Start with 10 minutes and then build yourself up. Because if if you just try to go straight for like an hour before they go from not waking up before, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure and then you're not going to get all of the benefits from it. So just start small if that's you know where you want to start being able to make that time for self-care is set your alarm 10 minutes before and get up and don't go do laundry or do the <laughs> like do not use that 10 minutes to do chores. Do yeah, it. it's your time. It's like your that's time. your Plan yeah. for what you're going to do so that you're not tempted to put in a little laundry. Can you share with us what you do for your morning routine? Sure, I can. Yep. So I have started, I, I journal. Mm-hmm. So in my journal, I do some of those affirmations I was talking about. I also read some. I write, I actually write a letter to God. Okay. So I do like, that's like my morning prayer. And then I will read like right now, what am I reading? I'm reading Procrastinate on Purpose. Okay. By Rory, I have it sitting right here. Rory Vaden. So I only read a few pages each day, but I've gone through actually quite a few books by doing that. And I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, I'll check Facebook. Yes, I am guilty of checking Facebook. <laughs> 
I try not to get on TikTok because that is that sucks me in. I don't know what it oh, is. We got to talk about your TikToks right? too. <laughs> that was like in the back of my head too. I was like, all right, Ami's coming on. We got to talk about TikTok. Right. So yeah. So I mean, I I'm usually disappointed when it's six twenty, and I'm like, oh, I got to put everything away. Yeah. Um, it is what it is, and I I love my morning time. It's so peaceful and quiet. And now that we've got our right, like, well, this is airing after Christmas, but at this time, my Christmas tree's up, and I love just sitting there in the peacefulness. Yes, yes. Well, one other thing, honestly, this is probably coming out in January, so mine will probably still be up. <laughs> Maybe not. We'll see. But shoot, what was I going to say? Oh, my kids wake up early. Like, I don't have to I don't ever wake them up but one thing I struggle with is not like not knowing when they're gonna wake up so then I feel like it throws me off for making I mean it's probably just an excuse that I've that I've given myself but like this morning I woke up at five my husband has to be to work really early so our house is pretty early early Mm -hmm. rising and now that we have the puppy that bad little puppy who ran away right before we got on this call Ramona, she has to go potty because she's just a puppy. So I take her out because otherwise when he gets up, she'll start like whining in her kennel and wake everybody up. I'm rambling. I get up, I let Ramona out. And right now I've been having like a little bit of time. And what I usually do is just like start working, like get, get to work, but maybe I should do a morning routine, but I feel nervous that I won't be able to like get through the whole thing. But that's just a silly thing I'm thinking. As I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, that's an <laughs> So you're afraid, are you afraid that you won't be consistent with it or you? I just feel like it's like a ticking time bomb and I'm like, oh, they're going to wake up. Like it's going to be annoying to me if I try to like do a little meditating or I want to read a little book and then they're going to just like, it just feels like I don't have a solid, because we're not that scheduled. Like if I woke them up at 620 and I knew I was going to wake them up at 620, I would feel better about it. If that makes, because they could wake up, they, they're so varied. Like they could wake up at 515, they could wake okay. up at 630. So you are hesitant to start a morning routine or to, because you think that they're going to come out any minute and ruin it for you. Ruin it. Yeah, get out. I woke up early on purpose for this. It sounds like they're going to do it. They they might do it anyway. So maybe it's something that you need to work with your kids. Like I've, I've seen moms set like a timer in their room or like an alarm in the kid's room that says, yeah you know, you're not going to come out of your room until this and maybe give them some books or have like a special box that if they do wake up early, that they can occupy themselves until it's time to come out. Okay. How old are your kids, Deanna? Well, Jack's one. Okay. <laughs> so. So he might not be. But he actually is, I'll knock on wood really fast, but he is the better sleeper. Like usually Ruby, who's four, wakes up. But okay. I just remembered while we're talking that she asked for a pink alarm clock for Christmas. Oh. And so I was going to tell her that she can't come out until it says six zero zero because she knows there her numbers. You go. So that that might we'll work that. for you, right? And you're and right. Just be consistent, like just right. And when she comes out at ten minutes till, just be like, remember, you know, we're working on this new thing, six o'clock. Yeah, or yeah. I think she'll. I think she yeah. should be fine. It's pink, so hopefully it'll stick. We do, we got like a weird dog for a while when she was smaller that had like a red, like he was holding this ball. It was like a puppy dog holding a ball, but it was either red or green, depending on if she could come out or leave. Like, but she was maybe too little. I don't know. But she was like, well, whatever, this thing's red. Can somebody come get me? (laughs) And I'd be like, I don't know what's happening. Just give it. Or then she started playing with it and pushing buttons. So then it wasn't like set correctly. Yeah. Yeah. It was a hot mess, but. Might be something worth trying again. Yes. Okay. I like that. I'm going to do that. I'll report back to you. Okay. Okay. And then we'll problem solve some more if that's not (laughs) working for 
Yeah. She, I mean, yeah, I'm ex- okay, cool. Well, and if I just, even if I said like till five, like if I told myself till 530, I could probably, she usually doesn't get up before five. Like if I did five to 530, then probably, okay. I need to feel it in. You're hitting on something key is changing that inner dialogue and pushing through those excuses that you're making. Yeah. Cause what I do sometimes, yeah. Well, what I've been doing is letting the dog out and then me and Ramona sit on the couch and I do watch housewives or whatever I (laughs) have. Or sometimes, like I said, I do work, but some mornings, well, I guess it's a little bit of self-care because some mornings I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing work. I need a little quiet time with my housewives. Right. Being kind to yourself. That's yes. the bottom line. It's funny. I just called it quiet time because those ladies are always yelling at each other about something. <laughs> so it's not really quiet time. But Okay. Before we go, I want to talk about TikTok first. I have a little checklist. Yes. <laughs> you are my here. I only have like a couple so people funny. I know on TikTok. But There's- tell me, just tell me about your TikTok in. Okay. You're well, having so much fun. They are, but they're, it's so corny. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just. I'm really having to step out of my comfort zone to do it. And I got into it because my kids all were like watching TikToks and stuff. And one of, so my other hat that I wear is I'm actually a therapist. And I was seeing one of my clients and she happened to mention that she was doing TikToks and it was on a professional level. And I was like, my whole world like was like, what? Like, you know, I questioned TikTok completely after she said that. And I started digging into professionals on TikTok. And here it was this whole, all of these people like therapists and nurses and teachers and all of these people were making these TikToks. So I'm like, why can't I do this? Right. I can like bring a little bit of personality into yeah. what I do. And so I started applying it to self-care. And um, every time I do it, I totally step out of my comfort zone and do, to, to make them. I feel like a fool, but I just keep doing it. <laughs> I love it. It cracks me up. I mean, I know you're saying it's corny, but I think it's I think it's evident that you're having fun making them. And and I come home, my kids. I'm like, did you see my new TikTok? Did you? I don't even think they follow me. I have to. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, mom, your new TikTok. Yeah, they roll their eyes and they're like, and then my they they try to direct me and tell me what I should be doing on my TikToks. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, you guys have to like be my producer yeah you should have like guests you know how shows have like a guest director or whatever like I feel like all your kids should get a chance to direct yeah. one of your TikTok right Thanksgiving I'm like all right let's make a TikTok tonight and I did get my family all in on one of them <laughs> so, love it yeah, oh. I'm having a lot of fun with the TikToks I should make more but once a week is about all I can handle at this point <laughs> how long does it take you to make a TikTok it takes me about 30 minutes to put all the words and like filming it. I usually I'm down to like maybe just one or two takes and the words is what yeah. takes a while and and really deciding I, I reuse my content. So it's like whatever I do on my weekly Facebook live uh-huh. is usually what I do my TikToks on. That's smart. That's smart. So, so where yeah. do you do your Facebook lives? I do my Facebook lives in my Facebook group. I have a group no. called Moms Without Capes, and it's all about dropping, like it's for moms who are working on dropping or hanging up their superwoman cape, right? Like mm-hmm. dropping. I love that, that name. I love giving, that name. Most people don't have a cute name for their Facebook group. That's a good one. <laughs> giving good up that be it all and do it all mentality, giving that up and instead learning how to nurture ourselves. Awesome. So, and anybody can join the group, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, one of the no. things you have to be a mom. We don't. Okay. Sorry, dads. We don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. We're not so- sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> exactly. 
They don't um, need a break. I'm just, they don't need to take off their capes. They're fine. They're fine just the way they are, whatever. <laughs> so, so, yep. So I'm on Facebook. Um, I'm also on Instagram, but Instagram's usually just my TikTok. Okay. And Facebook is my p- favorite place to connect with moms. And awesome. Well, I will Jordan definitely... <laughs> I will definitely link your group in the show notes. I still feel fancy saying that. And then also before you leave, you have to tell me what song you want me to add to the playlist for you. So I had a really hard time with <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday I badgered my kids. What's my favorite song? What's my favorite song? Because I really like music and I like different kinds of music. But to name one song was really hard. I was thinking like anything by Maroon 5. Okay. But I don't think they've come out with anything new lately. So he's too busy. He's too busy trying to win the voice, I guess. Yeah, I guess. So so what we did was we put on Alexa and I kept skipping songs, skipping songs. And then the one that I found that I really liked was called Stolen Dance by Milky Chance. And really funny, I was like, I think that's what they said. Because I'm like, Alexa, what's this song called? Because I really liked it. And my 17-year-old's like, Mom, you really should look this up before you say this on the podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> by milky chance doesn't that, that sound so- fake it doesn't even sound yeah. like- <laughs> but i looked it up it's legit and it is the it's song real. that i like all right all right i'm gonna put it on i can't wait to listen to it and hear it <laughs> Never heard got a good beat. i don't know why i like it i just <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Ani, thank you so much for coming on today. This was really actually eye-opening and, and inspiring because I am going to, you know what, actually tomorrow when we're recording this tomorrow, I only have one more day of school and then I have my Christmas break, my holiday break, whatever. I'm going to try to do, I'm going to try to get a little routine in place. Awesome. Well, I wish you the best of luck and definitely reach out to me if you need some help with it. Okay, I will. I'm going to look up that Facebook group too, girl. All right. Sounds good, right. Joanna. Talk thank soon. you. All right. Bye. Take care. Okay. So this was really inspiring. I am actually really excited about setting my alarm and doing a morning routine. We just got Ruby a pink alarm clock and we actually started telling her she can't come out of her room until seven o'clock, which is working some days and some days it's not. But you know, it's a work in progress. You know, I am pretty bad about sticking to things sometimes. But this year, I really want to work on changing all that. As a matter of fact, I put morning routines on my vision board. So it's going to happen, y'all. So your next step, if you feel like you also want to start with baby steps, you should go grab Ani's worksheet with the 50 ideas of things you can do that don't take too much time or money. And like she said, start small and build from there. I mean, it's not really the best reason to do things. We should totally just give ourselves permission to do this for ourselves. But if you're not willing to do it for yourself, maybe just remember that you can do it for your family because I really do think it'll make us all a little happier, a little more patient, a little more fulfilled, and a little bit better of a mom in the long run. I don't know. Sounds like the kind of mom I want to be. So to grab that worksheet and any other links from today's episode, check out the show notes at deannaseymour.com backslash self-care with Ani. See you next time. Oh, and if you liked today's episode, can you do me a favor and click the subscribe button and leave a review? It'll help more women just like you join the party. And you'll get an official Imperfect Party pin in the mail. Just saying. And remember, the beauty's in the imperfections.